It's Thanksgiving week. We've got Marquez Valdez Scantling here, Todd and myself. Kyle, let it roll. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Marquez Valdez Scantling Show. It's almost December, almost time for winter, which means it's almost Thanksgiving, which is a happy thing. want to remind everybody here that this show is brought to you by our friends over at Artec Ventures, where the goal is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. For more information, visit artecventures.com. Now that we've paid the bills, that's enough of that. We've got a touchdown maker in the building tonight. Marquez Valdez Scantling, fresh off of a 75-yard bomb. Marquez, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm pretty good, man. Obviously, we lost, so that sucks. But other than that, I'm good. That they did, and that stinks, like you mentioned. I, I appreciate the the team first sentiment. Here I am pumping you up for your biggest play of the season thus far, and all you're thinking about is the scoreboard. So a true team member is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. You can find him on Twitter at MVS underscore 11, and check out his merchandise at sixselections.com. He's uh, not wearing something from them tonight, but he usually is on a given week. My first question, Marquez, as we're getting into Thanksgiving week, what are you snacking on there? Um, some gummy bears. Big bag of gummy So a fun story about that, guys. If you guys are familiar, when Brett Favre was the quarterback in in Green Bay, apparently there was a guy at practice that was his gummy bear guy, and he just brought him gummy bears. So do we need to get you one of those? I might need to make some calls. There we go. <laughs> We're going to make a couple phone calls and do that there. So Marquez, like I mentioned, fresh off of a 75-yard touchdown, unfortunately, a 34-31 <laughs> loss. Uh, getting into a, a turn-the-page type of situation, taking on the Los Angeles Rams here on Sunday at Lambeau Field right before the bye week. So what is the feeling you guys have surrounding everything right now? You guys got the page fully turned. You're over Sunday and onto the Rams? Yeah, I mean, you know, win or loss, you know, you're going to get a day to kind of celebrate or, or soak in that you know, victory or loss. So that's kind of how we approach it. And then, you know, we get to it on Monday and start our week on Tuesday. So don't get too high. Don't get too low. Let's go to that deep ball. We've got a clip of the touchdown here, which I'll have Kyle play here in just a minute. But before that play starts, you guys scored. So Justin Jefferson scores a touchdown, puts the Vikings up 31 to 24. You guys are coming into the huddle trailing with just over two minutes left to play. Just what's the mood in the huddle? What are you guys feeling before you guys start that drive? I mean, we knew we were going to go score points. It's never really a concern, um, to be honest. We get into these games and like there's no fear, no doubt. Like I said, we got a great football team, so we're kind of just used to just going out there and just making the plays. To be honest, and make the play you did. Rogers hit you. You run 75 yards for a touchdown. Kyle, go ahead and roll that play for us. So sets in the pocket, hits you right down the seam on the field, uh, and you get you just kind of outrun your man there for the next you know 40 yards or so, all the way to the end zone, and let out a little. Uh, Hype there, uh, which was nice to see. Obviously, get you in the end zone. I was as hyped as could be because I was ready to to talk about this 
on that week with you. So you guys have been trying so hard to hit one of these all season. Did it feel good to, I don't want to use the word finally, but it hasn't been there yet this year. Did it feel good to finally, for lack of better phrasing, hit one of those big plays in a big spot? Uh, I mean, obviously it's always good to hit a, a ball down the field. We had hit one earlier in the game. Um, we tried a few other times throughout the game and we were just off by a little bit. Um, but, you know, obviously that was a big moment for us to, to make one count. So. Uh, next gen stats had you over 22 miles an hour on that. The fastest a ball carry has ran this season. Uh, were you aware of that? And do you think you can still run faster than you were there? I mean, I saw the, the stat about it. Um, I definitely wasn't running at top end speed. I've ran faster before. I think the fastest I've ever reached was 23 miles an hour. So. That's incredible. Uh, did you show that to Stokes? Because I know there was that rivalry, if you will, before the season started as to who was faster between you two. I mean, it's nothing to prove. You know, he has to show <laughs> me that he can run faster than me. So, <laughs> The ultimate competitor, Marquez Valdez-Scantling joined here. I'm Jacob Westendorf. I'm with Todd Varney tonight here on Game On Wisconsin. MBS, the other thing I did want to get to is there was another play. Devontae Adams scores a touchdown uh, to make it 24 to 23 in the middle of the game. And Kyle, it's going to be quick for you guys. So check the middle of the screen. Is this Kyle play the clip here? So it's a, uh, maybe a timeout, maybe not. They did not call it one, but he hits Adams. And I see you on the ground in the middle of the screen and you kind of throw your hand up. Like, so is that the best tackle you've ever experienced? Yeah. I mean, I got smoked and the ref said that the ball wasn't thrown to me. So it doesn't count. Um, not really sure. Uh, I guess I play football my whole life, but I don't think you can do that. Um, I think you can just tackle people for it. Um, you know, if they don't have the ball or in the middle of the play, but that happened. So, you know, I guess the ref saw something that I didn't see. Um, and that was that. Well, if it makes you feel better, I did look up the rule and the rule is for illegal contact that they cannot touch you after five yards down the field. So I'm not really sure. Uh, how that didn't draw a flag either. But I'm happy to see that the tackling form uh, is at its peak there for for the Minnesota Vikings. Todd, what do you got for us tonight? Uh, I want to jump into college football a little bit. Uh, your alma mater uh, is playing this week in the USF-UCF rivalry game. Do you pay mm -hmm. attention to that? Um, you know, do you still kind of stay in touch with, uh, with the program there? Yeah, I mean, I still, you know, it sucks that I can't really get to any of the games, um, you know, and our bye week fell, you know, a week late where I can't make it to any of the games. So that kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, that's my that's my school. You know, I got it tattooed on my back. You know, that's when I always rep USF and I live in Tampa now. So, you know, anytime I'm home, I go by and swing by the school and check on the practices or get out there and work out with some of the guys. Um, so. You know, that's that's home for me. I know this is usually a little later in the show, but Jimmy Christensen is in the chat and wanted to ask. Kenny Clark was with our boys at Lombardi's Bar on Wednesday night. Feel free to check that out on YouTube uh, on our channel. Hit like and subscribe. But he said your best trash talk style was quantity and not quality. Wanted to know what your response to that was. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Kenny has a very large head and a small brain, so he can't comprehend a lot of the jokes that I say. And so they, I fire them a lot. Um, and they're all quantity, um, obviously, with the amount of time that I fire them. But also high quality because they get a lot of laughs in the locker room. And, you know, he may have, you know, one joke every week or so. You know, I might have seven jokes in, in 10 minutes. And obviously, it's much easier to pick on him just because of, like, the size of his head and the size of his body and how he's, like, not proportioned properly. 
but other than that, you know, it's it's pretty pretty easy. You can feel the love coming from the two of you guys. I think the best joke that I've ever seen you personally make was, I think it was an Instagram video that you did and it ended up on your Twitter page as well. Uh, it was, you asked, it was him in the pool and you asked if we'd ever seen a hippo in the pool. <laughs> so is that your best work or is there better stuff that we just haven't seen yet? Oh no, there's much better stuff that you guys haven't seen. So there we go. We got to get him to, to get something better for us here by the end of the year. Todd, we got to check in on our other friends for the show, don't we? Yeah, uh, Jacob was so hyped about the touchdown that he completely neglected the dogs. How are the pups doing? They're good. Um, Spade is right here, and I think Ace just walked by the front door over there, so he's sleeping by the front door, and Spade is right here at my feet per usual. We can tell that they're getting more comfortable because they're making more appearances on the show on a week-to-week -week <laughs> basis. So that's, that's definitely a good thing. We love seeing those guys uh, here on the show as well. Um, the other question that we had, so you've got that, um, everybody has like something that's on their bucket list. You know, some people it's attending a game at Lambeau field, for example, that was one that I was able to check off, you know, 15, 20 years ago at this point, but wondered you've had a different, everybody's got different backgrounds and upbringings and all that stuff. So what, what are some things, maybe the top three on your bucket? List? What's up little man? Um, I don't really have a, a bucket list to be honest. Um, I just kind of go and do it in the off season. So. That's kind of what my bucket list looks like. What are, what's like a couple of things that were just like, you look back, like the coolest things that you've done or, or the most like kind of breathtaking places you've been. Um, I seen the Grand Canyon. So that was, that was really cool. Um, went to Paris. That was dope. Um, Jamaica was cool. Um, I haven't been snowboarding yet, so I want to do that this off season. Um, so I guess that'd be something on my bucket list that I haven't done yet, but I'm going to do it. So I don't you, know if that counts. You know, that involves snow, right? I know how much you love the cold and snow. I just want to. Yeah. But it's like, I have a jacket on like, I don't, okay. Like, so that's a okay. bit, bit of a difference. Okay. Got it. Makes sense on that one. I will say the, the grand Canyon being on your list makes so much sense. I've been there a handful of times, uh, when I lived in, in Arizona and it, it takes my breath away every single time you see it. Like you just, you, pictures and memories don't do it justice you, you definitely have to be there for it um this being uh thanksgiving week what are some things this year that you're thankful for obviously yeah, lot, one man. right there on your lap yeah obviously the dogs you know they keep me company out here um being alive man can't take that for granted you know having a roof over my head having food in my refrigerator um being able to flush the toilet and brush my teeth every morning man like we take that stuff for granted and people don't have that, you know, people are on the streets, you know, with none of these things. So I think that's just like something that's got to be thankful for every day, man. Beautiful. Beautiful. Sure. Love hearing stuff like that. I, I did want to go back. Todd mentioned that the cold and the snow and all that stuff is coming. I remember, Oh, it's been years since Donald driver has, has suited up for the Packers, but once upon a time they had a rule for the receiver room that there was no, long sleeves and they said it had something to do with a fumbling issue or something like that. Is that something you guys have as the weather gets colder or is it like, Hey, it's freaking cold out here. Let's, nah, let's we still don't, here. we still don't wear sleeves, man. It's a very unfortunate thing that we do, but we do it. So. Is, is there a reason? Is it just a toughness thing? Is it a mindset thing? Or is that to keep you guys from fumbling the ball? No, nah, I mean, I think it's just something that was kind of just passed down from, from years because um, I mean like we wear sleeves in practice where I'm in pregame whatever you know we've where I'm in training camp you know where I'm in preseason but when it's uh 
the bullets are live. We just we do it. Obviously, the material on the on the shirt is not like your skin, so the ball doesn't um, move as much when it's skin to football opposed to skin to t-shirt. But you know, it's neither That's here nor there. Which is unfortunate because there are I've seen a couple times in warmups you and and Alexander have both had those gold sleeves under the green jersey. Yeah, and that is the freshest look I have ever seen. So there's no chance we could see that in a game. Yeah, no, nah, not not what I'm playing for Green Bay. So, well, hopefully then we have that as the case for a very long time. Todd, I feel like I'm talking too much. Please jump in. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I I wanted to touch. Obviously, um, hurts a lot losing Elton Jenkins this week. It seems like every week there's a big injury that that comes through. How long does that next man up mentality keep going, or, or does it start to grind eventually on on some of the guys? I mean, it's the NFL, man, and it's 100% injury rate. There's nothing you can do about it. So you got to have the next man up mentality no matter what. You obviously never want to lose guys, um, especially starters to season-ending injuries, but there's really nothing you can do about it because at some point someone's going to get hurt, um, and you got to be able to you know, persevere and just keep playing. Um, Cause if not, you lose a lot of football games. That's why you got to have, you know, backups and you got to have good role players and kind of know how to do their job. Take me through that a little bit too. Cause obviously you're going to get opportunities. Players get opportunities. Some of the greatest players ever have gotten opportunities because of injuries, but with Jenkins specifically, it was something I believe it happened in the middle of third quarter. Maybe it was the early fourth. And then like the show goes on the very next play, Yosh is in playing left tackle and those bullets are live. That's still Everson Griffin across from him. How difficult is that to adjust to? I mean, you've kind of been a, a significant contributor since you've been here, but how hard is that to be cold on the bench? And then your number is called and it's like, okay, now not only is your number called, but you're expected to play and play well. Yeah. Obviously you see my dog back here wrestling each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my days look like. Yeah. So, um, can y'all take this somewhere else, please? Um, but yeah, no, nah, that's that's how it is. You you got to be ready at any given time. You just never know when your number is going to be called. And obviously, you never want to see a guy go down to injury. But man, it happens, and it happens quick. And you got to be in the next play to to make it work. So you know, when guys go down with those kind of injuries, you see that guy kind of warming up on the sideline or something like that, and got to be ready to go. And obviously it's a little different for, for offensive linemen because you don't got to really run, but you got to be warm, um, but you're not really sprinting. So you're not really worried about a, a pulled hamstring or nothing like that. Um, but definitely got to keep the body warm. I don't know who coined this quote, but they often said, you know, I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. If somebody can tell me who said that, that would be super. But <laughs> so, you know, early in your career, your, your snap counts kind of did this, you know, one week you'd play 70% of the snaps the next week you were down to 40, stuff like that. So how are you staying ready? Are you just keeping track of the game? Are you watching your guys, your side of the field? Are you into like going back to what you guys have talked about in the game plan? How does that all work out? Uh, I mean, it's different for receivers. Um, you know, those are one of those things where kind of game plan dependent um, and obviously um, being able to, keep your legs warm to, to go out and, and run fast is always important. So you got to always kind of stay loose when it comes to that. Cause you just never want to get out there and try to sprint around and, you know, pull your hamstring or pull your groin or something. Cause you're not warm enough. Absolutely. I think somebody um, that's going to go overlooked a lot from this game. Uh, Cause there was 
obviously a lot of other things that happened there, but uh, EQ seemed to have a, a pretty solid game, kind of his, his breakout of the season. Is that mostly due to injury or is he, you know, really progressing along the lines and, and showing some more stuff in, in practice to earn that time? No, EQ's been the same guy since he's been here, um, since we came in the same time. Um, he's been pretty consistent. Um, he just had some injuries, you know, earlier in his career that kind of just slowed him down a little bit. Obviously, the, the ankle injury our second year kind of, you know, solid him for the whole year. And then um, last year, he was dealing with another um, injury um, throughout the year, so kind of got off to a slow start. You know, but every time he's out there, he's he's doing what he's supposed to do. And then he's been playing really well on special teams as well. So, you know, that was able to keep him elevated, you know, because obviously he didn't make the, the team right away this year, um, but he had been practicing well and then doing really well on special teams. And then when his number got called and they moved him up, they had to keep him up because he was playing so well. Which is a good thing to have here. Something about your skill set, Marquez, is you're the fastest guy on the team, as you pointed out over and over again. Somebody who did some stuff that's similar, at least to your role on the offense, on other places is Deshaun Jackson, uh, and he's now in Las Vegas playing for the Raiders. And we've got some some stats here, and thank you to our friend Matub from Acme Packing Company for pointing this out to me. But they said he was only in route on 30% of the Raiders' dropbacks, but demanded double or help coverage on six of those 10 routes. 40% of Waller's yardage came uh, from him drawing defenders. And is that something that when you're on the field – it feels noticeable when you weren't on the field, at least to us, that that things aren't going maybe the way that they should. But is that something that you guys notice that, hey, on this play, Marquez is drawing two guys and that opens up just say something underneath for Adams or Lazard or one of your other teammates? Is that something yeah. you guys pay attention to? Yeah, of course, obviously, um, because if they don't, then we're throwing the ball down the field to me. So, um, <laughs> you know, everyone kind of notices it. Um, and it's just one of those things where it's called complimentary football. And when you got obviously you got the best wide out in the league on the other side, he often demands double teams. And then when you got one of the best deep threats in the league, it also demands double teams. So you get to run the ball well when those things kinda happen. And if you don't, leave one of those guns one of those guys one on one and something's gonna happen. So it's the first time you guys have scored 30 since week three against San Francisco. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but do you feel like that the offense is now starting to find its footing and maybe starting to hit its stride to get more like, like last year you guys scored, it felt like 50 points a game. It's been a little bit more of a, a struggle, I guess, for lack of a better term throughout the course of this year. Do you guys feel like maybe Sunday was you starting to find your footing on some of those plays and maybe able to put up some more points as we get down the stretch here? Yeah, obviously we were the best offense in the league last year. So, you know, we score points on anybody against any defense. Um, and I think that was, you know, that was our standard. And obviously we want to get back to that. So, you know, standards pretty high when you have literally the best offense in the NFL. I think we had like the number one red zone offense in the entire history of football last year. Like like 80% we scored touchdowns, some crazy stat like that. Um, mm -hmm. But with, even with that being said, like it's what we always want to get back to. So we, we want to keep that standard up. And obviously with different injuries and moving pieces, um, you know, it, it changes things. Um, you know, we shifted pretty much our whole interior O line from last year to this year. So obviously that plays a, a huge part into it. And then um, being able just to get guys back into the flow of things. You know, we dealt with injuries pretty much the whole year. So that also played a part in you know our our game plan and, and what we do. 
Jacob Westendorf, joined by Todd Barney, and of course, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. We've got time for one more fan question before we let Quez go get ready for those boys in Los Angeles and the Rams. They'll play Sunday at 3.30 at Lambeau Field. So for those of you that don't have tickets yet, make sure you go because I have a feeling number 83 is going to put on a show. Kyle, go ahead and throw up that question. Heath Sheezer asks, do you, oh, Jesus. do you think you could beat us in a 40-yard dash with each of us having a 10-yard head start? So we only got to run 30. You got to run 40. Can you beat us? Yep. yep. Can I get a moving head start on this? Sure. If you want. Okay. Yeah. And you're still going to toast me. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have, a quiet, you have a quiet confidence about you that I think is absolutely incredible and especially true when it comes to your speed. You understand who you are and what you do as well as anyone ever. Marquez, we appreciate your time this week. He's number 83 on the field. He's Marquez Valdez Scantling. You can find him on Twitter at MBS underscore 11 and his merchandise at sixselections.com. Be sure to check that out. It's a lifestyle brand. Marquez, we're going to have a couple of weeks off here with the bye week. So enjoy the game on Sunday and enjoy your vacation. You've certainly earned it. We appreciate your time tonight. All right. See you guys soon. Thanks. Thanks, Marquez. It's Marquez Valdez Scantling. Like I mentioned, you can find him on Twitter at MBS underscore 11. And I do want to let you guys know that that segment at the end there is brought to you by our friends at Iowa Legendary Rye. They gave me a nice little bottle of whiskey to come on here. Check them out. If you guys are whiskey fanatics, it goes well from what I've gathered in my short time of consuming uh, with Coke products. And I also like to drink it straight. It does have a little bit of kick to it. I will warn you, it is going to put hair on your chest, but it is delicious. Appreciate the guys at Iowa Legendary Rye for sponsoring this show. And also, Todd, we mentioned some merchandise that MVS has, but why don't you show our friends at home what you have on your chest? The hair? Under, please, sh- over the yeah, t-shirt, I say, please. I, yeah, I shaved, shaved my chest this week. There are way uh, too many women watching the show that are going to wild. I'm rocking the new uh, Game On Wisconsin t-shirt. Uh, as well as I'm also rocking the same hat that you are uh, that folks can find in the merch store. Um, It looks much better on you than it does on me. Absolutely. So yes, there is a lot of good stuff in there. We just added some outerwear. I want to thank our friend Dakota Mitchell for putting that together. And soon we will have merchandise specific shows. So if you're a fan of the freezer podcast, open book, or what's the other show? Lombardi's Uh, bar. It's terrible. Yeah. It's not any good. Lombardi's bar would be the other one. If you are fans of that show specifically, and we'll also get some stuff for our podcast up very soon. But if you're a friend, Kyle, throw that link back up. You can find it on this link right below me here. And we also have some generic game on Wisconsin stuff. The hat I'm wearing, there's a beanie, there's t-shirts like Todd has. There is a lightweight hoodie that I could not click purchase on fast enough. They have a lightweight jacket, which is phenomenal. I appreciate you guys putting that together. And that helps us with everything like that. So, We're out of time for this week. We do want to real quick get to our um, stat line projection. So Jimmy won last week, if you want to count at that. So let's guess MVS's stat line this week. Todd, he comes off a big week last week. So what do you got here? Uh, I don't know what the offense is going to look like this week. Uh, The Rams do have a pretty solid defense. I'm still confident that we're going to be able to put some points on the board. I'm going to go three catches. Lucky number 83 yards and a touchdown. I'm going to go five for 112 and a touchdown. I think he gets over 100. I think the Packers can hit a deep one. And with Jalen Ramsey coming to town this week, I'm not saying he's going to shut Devontae Adams down, but they are going to. That's going to be a battle. It's going to be one 
certainly worth watching. But thank you guys for watching the show tonight. Be sure to follow all of us on Twitter. You can see our ads on the bottom line here. Follow MBS, of course, and check out us, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Go to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe. And we're thinking, we're working on some stuff as far as getting a giveaway done for once we hit 1,000 subscribers. So be a friend and help us reach that number we're pretty close to getting there, but we need your guys' help to do that. So tell a friend, tell a family member, do everything like that. And if you need make some Christmas shops, make extra make, accounts, uh, whatever it takes, guys. Appreciate I don't that. need to tell them that the actual subscribers on there are actually just a bunch of mine and Todd's fake accounts, but that's fine. Yep. But yeah, feel free to check that out. And if you need some Christmas shopping, don't go out on Black Friday. Just click on that Kim Panchi link that I have. It's in our bio. Buy a bunch of Game on Wisconsin stuff. Your friends, family members, and loved ones will love all of that. Until then... I am going to sign off for the night. I appreciate you guys stopping in. Have a very happy and safe Thanksgiving with your family and friends and everybody like that. Check out tomorrow. Lombardi's Bar is going to be on, and I will be live with the Pick 6 Podcast with Lorenzo Reyna of 24-7 Sports previewing the Packers and the Rams. Until then, this show is gone until after the bye week, so we appreciate you guys for stopping by every single week. We'll see you guys again after the bye. Kyle, take us home.